0: Hi, my name is Steven Mansfield, and this is Your Fifteen. The question for our time together today is, what is the Bible? What is the Bible? I mean, we've all heard of it. It's absolutely one of the most, if not the most, influential book in world history. Uh, it has shaped major cultures, especially in the West. It's the foundation of a huge amount of literature, especially Western literature. Uh, it's quoted constantly. We use idioms and phrases from it all the time, may not even realize it. Uh, and, and so the Bible is absolutely powerful. But what exactly is it? Let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about why it's been so influential, and, and especially, let's talk about a Christian approach to the Bible. Uh, the Bible is primarily a book, and it's a book of books. In fact, the word Bible comes from the Greek word biblios, which means book. And inside the Bible, this single book, are actually 66 other books. Uh, They are sometimes letters, they are sometimes short histories, they are sometimes books of poetry, but we call them books. So the Bible is one big book, and inside are 66, not chapters, but individual books. And then the Bible itself is divided into half, or, or two different sections maybe is the better way to say it. The Old Testament, which deals with all of God's dealings with the Jews, bringing Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees, uh, creating the Jewish nation, creating the, uh, the, the his dealings with the Jewish nation, the prophets, all of those things, that's part of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and that entails the first 39 books of the Bible. Then, in the history that the Bible describes, you have a little bit of a break, and then Jesus Christ comes on the scene, and the New Testament of the Bible is the last 27 books. So there's 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament. And, of course, the New Testament is about everything that happens after Jesus comes, is crucified, and then raised from the dead. So the Bible, at the first level of understanding it, at our, at our foundational level of dealing with the Bible, uh, tells a story. And it's a powerful story. At one level, you can sort of read the Bible the way you would Shakespeare or Clancy or David McCullough or a favorite novel. There's that just natural reading the words, informational level of understanding the Bible. And what a story it is. It is a powerful story about God creating a nation and about about individuals and their faith and their clashes and marriage situations and children and wars and poetry and you know, if I was writing the, uh, the promo for a movie, I'd say it has sex, it has violence, it has wars, it's got clashes, it's got intrigue. Uh, the Bible is everything that human life is. It's very, very powerful. And so it certainly needs to be read, and I would urge you to read it at the informational level, at that sort of literary level. It's powerful literature. It tells a powerful story about what God has done in the earth and in terms of developing the Jewish nation and reaching out to the nation from the Jews and, and then his dealings in the Roman Empire and, and his sending Jesus Christ and what came from that. It is one of the most magnificent stories in the world, ever, in human history. But the Bible is not just literature. It can be approached as literature, and that's certainly the, the approach we all want to have at a foundational level. Uh, but the Bible something more. Uh, the Bible itself claims, and, and it's certainly we Christians believe this is true, that the Bible was not just written by human will. It was not just written by the people whose names are on some of the books inside the Bible. Again, those 66 books within the big book. Uh, The Bible was inspired, the Bible says, uh, was was created by God. Uh, God guided men as they wrote the words. Now, this is one of the great miracles of the Bible, and I want to explain this very carefully because it's the foundation of everything we're gonna talk about regarding your relationship with the Bible uh, in future segments. Uh, Christian theologians uh, have a phrase they use to describe the unique blend of the human and the divine in the Bible. It's called verbal plenary inspiration. The word plenary, very simple, P-L-E-N-A-R-Y. Verbal plenary inspiration. The idea here is that God moved men to write, guided them, uh, spoke through them, and yet in such a way that the imprint of men's personalities and of the times are on the page. So the Bible says very clearly, all Scripture is inspired of God. Uh, the Bible says very clearly that men were moved; God moved men to write the words. Uh, Jesus said in John 6:63, 6, for example, "The words I have given you are spirit and they are life." So there's this sense that the that the words are absolutely uh, human words, so to speak, and tell a, tell a story that has a, a natural understanding. But then there's a, a spiritual life in the words. Uh, the words are the words of God, and they have the imprint of God. So there's both the human and the divine. And it's interesting that that parallels the life of Jesus. We Christians believe that Jesus was both man and God. At the same time, we believe the Bible is both the human imprint uh, and the divine imprint. I tend to see the words on the page, in my imagination, like they are little trains. Uh, And in each train car is uh, a car that maybe was a a tanker, if you understand a little bit about trains. Uh, In each of those tankers uh, is the Spirit of God. And every word in the Bible carries supernatural power, uh, carries the Holy Spirit that is there to do and to empower whatever the Bible describes. I love this idea. I love the fact that God reveals himself through a book that is both human uh, and divine. So on the one hand, we take the Bible as the word of God. It's absolutely inspired of God. Men are carried along by the Holy Spirit, it says in scripture, as they wrote it. doesn't mean they wrote robotically and in a trance, just means that their personalities, their words, their styles were used by God to put his revelation on the page. So the Bible is absolutely a supernatural book. And at the same time, we have the joy of learning revelation through personalities, through a given period in history. Uh, For example, you have the marvelous experience of reading in the New Testament Paul's writings. Well, Paul is quite a character. The Apostle Paul is quite a character. Uh, One of our descriptions of Paul from outside of the Bible uh, is that he was short, he was bald, he was so bow-legged a goat could walk through his legs when he was standing up uh, and had that his, uh, his eyebrows collided in the middle of his head like, like two caterpillars colliding. Uh, it's a funny description and it gives us kind of an insight maybe into little Paul's personality. Paul's brassy. Paul is saying, hey, I'm as good as you are. Paul is passionate and, and kind of ready for a fight and uh, sort, sort of a tough character. And we see that personality, uh, we see it come through. There are times he's talking and in kind of Jewish style, he says, I must be out of my mind to talk like this, but but let me say it anyway. And then a few moments later he says, I'm crazy to talk like this. And you see his personality uh, on the page. There's another place in the New Testament in Philemon uh, where, where Paul is writing and he's trying to get somebody to do something he wants them to do. And he's talking along and finally he says, you know, I'm not even gonna mention the fact that you owe me your whole life. I want you to do this thing. I'm not gonna make you do this thing. I'm not even gonna mention the fact that you owe me your your whole life. Well, this is the personality on the page. This is the time and the period on the page. And yet, beautifully, every word in the Bible uh, is the Word of God, and it it reveals his truth, it reveals his nature, it reveals who Jesus is, it reveals his dealings. And I love the fact uh, that, the, that the Bible is a revelation of God in very human terms. We serve a God who is constantly attempting to communicate with us by coming into our world, uh, the, the technical theological world is incarnating himself, putting himself in flesh is literally what that word means, um, in every possible way. Way. So he even expresses himself in, in human idiom and, and in human ideas. It, it makes it relatable. It lets us understand what's happening. It lets us see people's foibles. Uh, we have, for example, a place where Paul, where the Holy Spirit speaks at a church uh, through a prophet, and, and the prophet says that it's the Holy Spirit speaking, separate these two for the work where unto I've called them. They go on one journey, they come home, they have a big fight, they never work together again. And God doesn't hide any of that from us. So the Bible is not just a book like Shakespeare, or your favorite novel, or your favorite historian. And I've already said, you can, pro- you can read it at, like, like you would read those books. But once you get into it, you begin to realize there's a supernatural dynamic in the Bible that is, uh, that is unquestioned. It's why it's the most quoted book in the world. Uh, it, it's why, uh, in some cases, we, we could tell you stories of people who have confronted Bible verses written on a restroom wall, and yet they had dramatic changes in their life because the words are filled with the Spirit of God. And this is different from the way other holy books are, so to speak. Uh, this, is, this is different. If you read the Quran, uh if you read the sayings of Confucius, you find that it, there's not history, there's not context, uh, there's, not, there's not this great human drama in which the truth is embedded when i urge people to study the bible although i never want them to get their eye off the fact that it absolutely is the word of god i want them to i, I urge them to consider that reading the bible is a little bit like discovering a packet of letters that your grandmother kept for many many years and you've discovered them now in the attic and, and, and in my little illustration the grandmother has passed away. And so you open this packet, you're reading these letters, you have to go back a bit, figure out well when was this written and who was it written to and what, was the, what were the customs at the time and and if, she, if the grandmother mentions our present war or our president or or the current crisis you have to do a little thinking to kind of move the history back a little bit, put those, those words in their right historical context. But once you do, you get an insight into your grandmother. You get an insight into what she thought about her times and how she reacted to a war and how she maybe loved your grandfather and, and how she thought of presidents and politics and so on. And that's where the information comes from. Well, it's very much like that with the Bible. It may have been written. Uh, over 1600 years by 44 different authors but as you go back and you study and you read you begin to see God's revelation as he speaks to a people at a given time and it's a powerful and transforming experience. So uh, it's important to wherever you're beginning as I talk to you through this through this video uh, it's very important that you go to a new level in your relationship with God's word. Uh, Now, ultimately, we're having a relationship with Jesus and a relationship with God through his words, but wherever you are, if you've just read the Bible informationally, it's time to begin to read it, memorize it, think about it. We'll talk about some of this in our next segment, but it's time to begin to dive into it and begin to squeeze the meaning out of it as God's word. It's not just history. Uh, It's not just what happened in the first century or what happened in the eighth century BC. Uh, It is a revelation, and there's supernatural power in those words that can be deposited in your life. Again, the words of Jesus, the words I've given you are spirit and they are life. And if the son of God says that, then that obviously is going to be a transforming experience. And then if if you've been reading the Bible uh, devotionally, you've you've been opening it up and getting sayings from it that help you in your spiritual life, that's wonderful. But we wanna see you move to another level where you're reading the Bible in terms of the story and understanding the times a little bit. There's there's even more revelation to be gained there. If we treat the Bible like a fortune cookie, where we just open it up and there's a little, little piece of paper and we read one little sentence and we go, ah, that's the word of God for me. That, that's, that's okay, but that shouldn't, that shouldn't be the only way we relate to it. Any more than a husband or a wife would not be able to build an intensely close relationship if they just had certain phrases they said to each other and nothing more. There has to be communication. There has to be understanding the broader context of life. So the, the Bible is a transforming experience, and wherever you are in your experience with it, we want to see you go deeper, go broader, understand the combination of this human and the divine merging together. And let me say, uh, as, as I bring this, this particular segment to a close, that ultimately what you want as you read the Bible is not just information, it's not just knowledge, uh, it's not just insight into a religion, it's not just academic. You want to be changed, you want to encounter the living God. You want to feel the imprint of his spirit in your life. You want to respond to what the words say, and you want to be changed. That's what we're gonna be talking about in some of our future segments, because the Bible is not a book to simply sit on a shelf be passed from generation to generation, to simply be admired or, or, or quoted just from memory. It's not a book that you sort of remember back in your early religious training. Uh, it is a book that is absolutely sizzling with the potential for godly transformation in your life. And so read it, begin to pay a close attention to it, go to a new level, we're gonna help you with that. And understand that as you engage the words of God on the page, you're drinking in the spirit of God who's here to change your life and help you fulfill your destiny. And that is your 15.